Hello, everyone. Welcome to our first episode in season two of Storytime with Sluts. This is Mistress Darby, and I have a special Mother's Day episode for us today. Yes, I know it's a little bit after the fact, but for this month of May, I wanted to share some reflections on my relationship with my mother. I also wanted to do a shout out to all the hardworking mamas out there. I have so many amazing badass galactic goddesses that I've met through sex work that I've always looked up to. For all you mamas out there listening, keep being your amazing selves, and I hope you know that you are seen and loved, and I hope that those in your life make sure you feel appreciated every day. Welcome to the Babes of Valhalla. Content may not be suitable if you are underaged, closed-minded, or immature. We discuss topics that are graphic and sexual in nature. So I am actually recording this episode in my car outside of my parents' house because I am visiting them. And lucky for me, by the time this episode airs tomorrow, uh, Charlie will also be here. So we will all be in my parents' house. And they've known Charlie for, you know, a long time because we've been really good friends for a long time. And just... Recently, in the last few years, I've really thought about coming out to my mom and telling her um, about Darby. And it's been a struggle because I have a lot of competing feelings about it. So I'm sitting in my car recording this episode while my parents are inside because this is just not something that, you know, I mean, it just wouldn't be something that I could share with them. Um... So I hope the audio is okay, but, uh, yeah. All right. Mother, life giver, caretaker, confidant, friend. Not everyone feels this way about their mom, and I count my lucky stars that I do. However, I have always hidden things from her that I wish I didn't have to. Growing up, I left the church I was raised in by 13, and over time I made my own choices that were in stark difference to what my parents hoped for for me. I have no bitterness about the way I was raised, and I feel blessed to have had the parents that I do. But when it came to anything under sex, drugs, and rock and roll, those just weren't topics that we could talk about without emotions getting in the way. So instead, we adopted a don't ask, don't tell policy, and I kept those things to myself. Starting my adventure into a career of sex work built what was once not always the whole story into a wall that I was always worried she would find a way over. I remember when I quit bartending at the first strip club I had worked in. My mom breathed a sigh of relief. The place was essentially a bikini bar, but nonetheless, she was mortified that I was working there. Months later, my family was moving across the country. She had accepted a new job, and I recently graduated from college, was staying behind to start my life as an adult. She pulled me aside before they left and asked me to promise her I wouldn't go back to work at that place. She couldn't even bring herself to say the name. At the time, I had no intentions of going back and working at any place within the industry. But a year later, the little thought at the back of my head that had manifested when I quit started getting a little bit louder. I'll only go back to working in a strip club if I'm dancing. Once I had made the plunge into stripping, I had originally thought that there was no reason to tell my mom. I could tell her I was waitressing at a casino and she would be unhappy, but hey, at least it wasn't that place. It would explain my weird hours, my long drive, and some of the interesting people I met that I wanted to tell her about. And that's the hard part. I wanted to tell her. We talk all the time. We talk every week. And I want to tell her. But at that time, I chalked it up to that my parents don't need to know about every adult decision I make. I had nightmares all the time. What if I crashed my car on the drive? 
My parents picked me up from the hospital, and I've got a duffel bag full of neon bikinis, stripper shoes, and fake eyelashes. Just kill me. Worse, if something happened at the club and I ended up on the news. My mind spiraled at all the things that could go wrong. And even though they lived across the country, I still just couldn't imagine how betrayed they would feel, how horrible it would be if they found out. But this wasn't forever, right? I'd be dancing a year, at most maybe two. I definitely wouldn't be dancing till I was 30, I thought at the time. The naivety of being a baby stripper. From the get-go, I loved this job. I loved it more than anything I've ever done. It fed into all parts of me, and even on bad days, I wouldn't trade. When customers asked me if I liked dancing, I always jokingly exclaimed that I had the best job in the world. I was treated like a princess, had complete control over my work life, and didn't have to pay taxes. Oh, and I never had to hear the words PTO ever again. But over time, as I continued to explore sex work and continued to love it, it started to become a bigger part of my life. It influenced my politics, worldview, intimate relationships, and friendships, and it got harder and harder to keep all of that under wraps. So many things I easily could have talked to her about before, I had to start editing out during our conversations because they were all clues I feared inevitably lead to the obvious answer that her daughter was a stripper. I wish that this story ended with a heartfelt coming out story where I finally let go of the weight that is keeping this secret. But unfortunately, I just haven't brought myself there. I talk more openly about my beliefs and politics surrounding sex work nowadays, but it's always from the position of being an ally. When I think about what it would look like to tell her, I can only imagine how sad she would be that I've kept it from her for so long. And her realization that so many of my stories are only half-truths, and that there were all these other layers I had to edit to hide the truth. So for this episode, I wanted to read a letter to my mother of all the things that I wish I could tell her. Dear Mom, I want to introduce someone to you that you've never met, but you'll recognize instantly. It's me, your daughter, but I have a different name. It's Darby. I've had a part of my life I felt I had to keep from you, and I've thought about all the things I've never told you that I wish I could, but I know that you would worry. It would keep you up at night. It would make you sad. We are so different and yet so much the same. The positive attitude, passion, and fiery temper you raised me with is deeply embedded into my personality and has treated me well all these years and in all these clubs. You taught me to stand tall, to not take shit, that I was worth more than just my looks. You gave me a passion for dance and performing, and I hear your teachings echoing in my head all the time. <sighs> but there are so many things I wish I could tell you, and I want to tell you. I want to tell you where all my bruises really come from. It's not because I'm a huge klutz, while that is true. It's actually from rolling around on the floor and stabbing myself in the leg with pleasers on accident. When you tell me you're surprised I can walk so well in tall heels, I want to tell you it's because I wear seven-inch platforms four nights a week. My girlfriends, that you don't understand why I have all these friends that are models or stay-at-home moms, we actually all work together, and they are such badasses, and I wish I could tell you about all of our adventures together at work. There are so many cute, ridiculously glittery outfits I want to show you, and I think me wanting to take a twerking class will make so much more sense if you knew where and why I was shaking my booty. I wish I could tell you about my foot slave and how that's been an interesting ride and adventure into the world of foot domination and why I've been collecting a lot of new shoes these past few months. You might actually feel better about how much money I'm spending on shoes knowing that my shoe slave is actually the one buying them. Remember that lawyer I had the interview with for the promo modeling gig? That part was true, but the reason I didn't get the job was because during the interview... He took his pants off. Horrified, I left, but every time I drive around Florida, I see his picture on the billboards, and I shudder every time because I can't get his expression out of my mind when he said the words, oh, I thought we could have a little fun. 
Remember when I was getting so depressed when I lived in Florida with you guys for a year? How I was getting obsessive about my weight and you didn't understand what was going on? It's because my manager at the club I was working at wanted me to lose 10 or 16 pounds or get a boob job even though I was only 5'6 and only 125 at the time. He actually put me on the fat list in the dressing room and I was mortified. It was the first time working at a club that made me feel disgusting instead of empowering. That's why I had to move to the East Coast. I couldn't find the right fit for work here and I felt like I was going to lose my mind. I want to tell you everything, the good and the bad, how empowered sex work has been for me and the times where I felt so vulnerable and small. I have so many funny stories I want to share with you that I think would make you laugh out loud if you could get over the fact that in them I'm not wearing a top. I want you to stop worrying about me financially. Believe me, I'm doing fine. I'm smarter than ever before these last three years with my money and yes, I'm planning for retirement, I promise. I love you so much, and my deepest wish is that I could share my whole life story with you and we could laugh and cry together. I know it might not be realistic and only wishful thinking. I'm terrified to tell you because I'm terrified that it will drive a wedge between us or make you feel like you failed. I want you to see how this is not a failure. I have made choices. I am proud of them. I am proud of myself. You raised me well, and I'm grateful to everything you've done for me. Thank you for being my friend and my mother. I'm happy that the woman that brought me into this world is also someone I genuinely like. I know that if I wasn't your daughter, we could talk about all of this, and I'm jealous that so many of my friends can and have opened up to you about so many things that I don't feel like I could open up to you about. Maybe one day, when things get better with dad's health, when little brother moves out, when you're less stressed, I just hope that I can tell you before you find out. Please know that I love you. Sincerely, Darby. So I am curious. I know that a lot of people that I've spoken to about their relationships with their mothers, um, across the board, obviously this is not just sex work. I mean, they can be great and they can be tenuous. One thing I've always been really, uh, sort of like jealous of Charlie with is that she has a great relationship with her mom. I mean, her mom's been on the podcast. Her mom knows that we dance. We send her pictures of us at work and her mom is just super supportive. And I am so genuinely jealous of that relationship because I love that she can be so open with her mother about that because her mom is, you know, her friend and confidant and, all of those things that I consider my mother to be as well, but I just can't share this with her. And I'm kind of curious if there's anyone out there that wants to kind of share their story, send it into us in an email or a voice recording that you email to us, info at babesofelhalla at gmail.com. And I just think it's, it's just an interesting relationship that we all have. Um, and yeah, so this is kind of what I've been thinking about the last couple of months. And who knows what it'll end up being if I'll ever actually end up coming out or not. I'm not 100% sure. But thank you so much for listening to our first story time with Sluts for season two. We're so happy that you're here. We're so happy to be back. Uh, we had a really long break that was much needed, but we are super stoked. And when you're listening to this, uh, Charlie is actually on her way. She is going to be in my parents' house in a few hours from right now when I'm recording this. And we're going to be spending the next three weeks together. She's going to be working with me. We're going to be doing a ton of interviews, um, creating a bunch of new content, which is also awesome. So, so excited for all the things to come. And thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay nasty. Babes of Valhalla is written and produced by the Babes of Valhalla, otherwise known as your illustrious lieges, Darby and Charlie. 
Music provided by the musical genius, Gemini Genesis.